right. Well, welcome everybody to the Blofeld podcast. We're your host, Alex and Tucker, and uh, we have been on an extended break. <laughs> we were, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was on call the weekend, vacation. <laughs> weekend, and then traveling last week, and so it was it was tough to get together. Um, so yeah, it was our little summer vacation. Uh, but it was, it was a good nobody one. got traded. Nobody got nobody, traded. Yeah, the, yeah, nobody got fired. <laughs> nobody got traded. We're, we're back in action. Um, we did miss uh, quite a few things. We're going to touch on some of them. We, obviously, we can't get to everything. So you know, we thought we'd kind of give it a general recap of um, we. There are three Grand Prix races that we missed while we were uh, gone. Spa. The Dutch Grand Prix at Zandvoort and then Monza, the Italian GP, um, all of which were pretty much dominated uh, by Red Bull. Max won all three. Um, yeah, even even some of them with penalties. Yeah, I the, and, and the it was Monza like, he started in like he started in seventh or eighth, I thought. Um, and Red he's Bull still is fast, man. It's so fast. I mean, I felt bad for Charles. Like he he yeah. qualified on pole at Monza. And he was looking good. And then there was like, I thought maybe Ferrari screwed up the tire strategy again, but I think ultimately, dude, they were just trying, it wouldn't have mattered. They were trying something different from Red Bull's strategy. If we did the same strategy, we'll lose. Yeah. They had to do something different. Um, I think the reality is the Ferrari is, can be very quick over one lap as we've seen in qualifying and, and, you know, Charles had it on pole quite a, you know, a number of times a season, but over a race, when you yeah. combine Red Bull's race pace, their strategy, you know, I mean, Max, I I think I heard correctly that if Max wins at Singapore, either at Russia or Sing- Russia's, oh, Russia's off the counter. So if he wins at right. Singapore, which is the next GP, he will have clinched the driver's title with, you know, a number of races yet to go. It just yeah, shows how dominant he's been this season. Yeah, just, just going to say that. What a return to dominance for those guys. Yeah, I mean... You know, it, now, how long it lasts, I don't know, I'm sure. Right. You know, I'm sure Mercedes is scheming yeah, in, in mean, the background and everything, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's tough. I mean, it, the, the real... It'll be really interesting to see kind of what comes... I, I think... You know, Toto Wolf, Mercedes, they're smart. Uh, Ferrari is smart. Like, they're going to really start kind of turning their resources, I think, to the 2023 car. Probably, um, yeah. If they haven't point. already done that completely. I mean, I, I think they realize that, you know. The, yeah, cat's out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag. You know, <laughs> I mean, Mercedes has had a number of, of good uh, finishes for both George and Lewis in, in the last yeah, number of races. Yeah. So credit to them. Maybe they're going to fight it out a bit to try you know leapfrog ferrari in the constructors championship but otherwise you know, and, uh, and george is really looking like he was a good bet on, yeah um, i mean he he's know. been he's been out outperforming lewis actually quite a quite a bit and, yeah and he's just really good i mean we knew he was really good at williams yeah. you know it's just now he has the car to do it yeah um, so <laughs> it's really going to be i'll be curious to see if mercedes want to kind of um put the the effort into trying to get second the constructor constructors obviously it gets them more money but mm-hmm. uh with kind of cost caps and stuff now coming into f1 you know how do they want to apportion their money you yeah know, you got to strategize a little bit too yeah so we'll see i mean it, it's 
there's going to, I'm sure, be some fun races to come. Um, there's some great tracks to come. As I actually love Singapore. Like, it's such a cool street. Yeah, circuit. and I'm and I'm still super happy with the cars. Like, I'm much yeah. happier with these cars than the era we were in before. Yeah, there's way mm-hmm. more, like, interesting racing. Exactly. I mean, even if the front end, you know, there's still a little mm-hmm. bit of a runaway right now. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like in the mid pack, it's still actually like quite interesting. There's a lot of dramatic racing and I feel right. like <clears throat> even in the, at, at the front end of things over time, that gap is going to be going to get closed a little bit. Yeah. I think this first year was an opportunity for a breakout success from somebody. And, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of refreshing from my perspective that it wasn't just Mercedes and, you know, the beginning yeah. of another, you know, decade of dominance. But I totally. do feel like that, that gap is going to get closed yeah. a little bit. And then, you know, like we saw really early on in the season on certain tracks, it'll afford a lot of kind of fun passing and maybe some back and forth, mm-hmm. um, you know, but part of it also though is, just which is i think kind of a fun part of the i think it's actually like one of the most useful parts of the (laughs) the whole sport is the safety car just (laughs) you know you can you can sit down at the beginning of the day and you can have plan a b c d and e for tire strategy depending on what other guys do and then when a safety car comes out all hell breaks loose oh yeah i mean look what happened look what happened to lewis i mean lewis lewis had uh i i do have to comment that was one of my favorite parts of that race yeah and i've always said this i've said this to some of my colleagues mm-hmm. you know at work and i've just said you know it's very easy to be magnanimous mm-hmm. when you're at the top all the time. Yeah. And then when things get dicey and, you know, stressful, it's like, mm-hmm. I just thought it was so funny that he was like right back into like, you guys after me. You guys screwed me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It, you it was Zanvort, by the way. Like, not Lewis was like actually looking really good to win in Max's home yeah. race. And then, yeah. The, you know, they got a couple, a safety. <laughs> First, it was a virtual safety car, and then it was a real safe. Then it was like a true safety car because Yuki Sonoda yeah. had to like stop. Yeah, he, and then they like it was something with a. I think his rear differential. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and yeah. he was feeling it, but it didn't show up on the like the t- the yeah. um, sensors on the car. Yeah, so the engineer just pulled over. over. He's like, no, no, it's not. It working. doesn't feel right. Yeah, so you know, it is. It, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty heated. <laughs> because <laughs> i think they the, you know the answer was probably in the heat of the moment like I, yeah. I i don't even remember the details anymore it was basically like we need to get off these tires both of you probably should need to get off well, these he tires. Was still on and, and, yeah and george was able to get in and get it fresh got soft and, yeah and they and it was too late for lewis yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was just but the, but the consequences of that were he went from, you know, he went from like first to he ended up finishing yeah. fourth, and then yeah. he got passed by both yeah. Max, George, and Charles. So yeah, yeah. So I, I get that that's pretty frustrating, but it, it just kind of proved my point. I mean, you know, like it's easy to be, you know, get on the radio and be like, you know, you this as a team, we're so powerful as a team. You guys do such great work as a team. When everything's going your way 
but when shit's hitting the fan, it's like every, it's very easy as a human being to just fall back into the trap. I'm like, you guys effed me. Yeah, <laughs> you me out to high and dry. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It's it 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 was you know, but it, we've we saw a couple moments of frustration actually. Like uh, I don't know if you remember when uh, Lewis and Fernando got into a. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. kind of they touched wheels. I forget exactly what it was like. Uh, and Fernando's like, "This guy doesn't know how to drive unless he's out in the yeah. lead." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and and it kind of so comes funny. back to like you know when I was in um, you know med school and finishing up training and stuff. I wasn't watching as much Formula One at the time compared to when I was like a kid, but. So, so like the early years of Lewis, I don't remember with as much details like some of my colleagues and they were talking about how like, you know, back in the beginning, he was pretty hot, hot under the collar. He was very feisty. Yeah. And, and that's true. I think of a lot of the guys, like when you're young and and age and experience tends to temper that, but also it's also tempered if, you know, you're winning all the time, it's pretty easy to you know yeah let it, let it go <laughs> I mean, yeah quite high and noble yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden when you're back in the shit scrapping with everybody yeah. else yeah well it's <laughs> a little the, different story that so that wasn't the only drama so we kind of alluded i think near the end of last episode um that we were kind of at the start of kind of silly season with the f1 drivers uh and we talked about the oscar piastri situation um hmm. And finally, it, it was confirmed kind of while we were away that uh, Daniel Ricciardo will not be back at McLaren next year. Um, and it's yeah. kind of uncertain as to what he's going to do, um, you know, going into going into next year. I mean, there's, you know, talk about maybe him going back to uh, Alpine. You know, he was with Renault before they rebranded Alpine. And, um, you know, but I think he's kind of at a stage in his career where I don't think he's going back to any real contenders, you know, like kind of like yeah. a Valtteri Botas almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's I really know, he's there. He's been is getting significantly in- outperformed by Lando. So, I mean, yeah. he just does not get that car for whatever reason. Yeah. It's too bad. It's like I've always said, he's the guy I'd like to go out and have a beer with. Yeah. I mean, out, he, of, out of that whole crew. Well, you know, the funny thing is like, he, as far as a driver, maybe his you know his his best days certainly seem like they're probably behind him. But seems as an ambassador like for the sport, I mean, yeah. he's I think the best we have. Like, there's interesting Fire personalities, <clears throat> but he's the one that I at least in America that I've seen because he he it's well known he loves America. He loves spending time here. Yeah. But like when the new Drive to Survive season comes out, or it's the week before the new Formula One season. He's on, you know, the the late night talk yeah. shows. He's doing podcasts. He's, you know, he's the one that's really kind of the media of F one. Um, yeah, and, no, and I to agree. To lose I mean, that maybe, would be a real shame. You know, one other thought though is, you know, like look at, you know, Nico. Maybe he goes on to like an, announce races and stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. he's in the commentary box, kind of like a lot, of, like the the prototypical NFL career. Right, yeah, you the know, quarterback you, retires and goes to yeah, and goes commentate. up to the box. You know, I makes think, more more money up there than he than they did yeah. out on the field. So, I mean, that's a possibility maybe for him. I mean, he, I think that long term that could be a real possibility because he is such a a fun personality. But I, the I think the trick is 
you know, unlike like Nico, I think he retired and was like happy to be done with it. I, I think Daniel still wants to compete. At least that's kind of what he said. Yeah. So Maybe the question is, does some other kind of racing does, or something? Does he go to IndyCar? Does he try NASCAR? He's well known that he he loves NASCAR. Like, does he? Mm-hmm. He's from Australia. Does he go back and do some of the Australian like? Um, what would they call it? But like, it's it's basically like Australian like like stock car racing, but it's not like NASCAR. Gotcha. It's like the Bathurst 1000 and okay. some of these huh. super, like, uh, like uh, Holden Commodores and stuff like that. Like <laughs> they, they do all sorts of different stuff, or you could do what uh, a lot of F1 drivers have done. And, and they go into um, like world endurance championship, like Le Mans mm-hmm. racing and um, you know, things like that. So he, there's certainly a lot of options. And I, I know there's a hell of a lot of teams that would say like, you know, he can still drive and he's going to sell a ton of T-shirts and a ton, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to get a lot of exposure out of him because he's also very savvy with like, he's got a YouTube channel, like he's very active on social media. Um, mm. So as a marketing vehicle, he's like a phenomenal salesman for whatever Smart he's guy, yeah. Yeah, working exactly. with. Yeah. So, you know, I I do hope he stays in F1, but if he doesn't, I you do know, too. I, I hope we see him around at least because he's such yeah. a fun guy. Um, and then the other big news actually was, <laughs> so Audi and Porsche both had announced they were getting into Formula One in like 2026, I think it was. And Audi, the, the rumor is that they're basically going to be taking over the Alfa Romeo team. Alfa Romeo is mm-hmm. going to get out of F1. Um, and the rumor was that Porsche and Red Bull were getting together and that Porsche was going to be the engine supplier. Um, and the, in the last like week and a half, that apparently completely fell apart. And now, in yeah, reports are that Porsche is no longer getting into F one. Uh, hmm. I get it came out, which push, I think is really, Horner you know, basically said like they want they they wanted yeah too much too much yeah yeah and I, I think it's I'm a little bit disappointed in that. I mean, I think, I think obviously, you know, Porsche's got a great motorsports history and a lot of it doesn't necessarily re- revolve around F1 anyways, but right, right. I feel like it, it would have been a great opportunity to kind of build the brand mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a motorsport that's going much more mainstream now than it ever has. So I, so I think, mm-hmm. I think it was kind of, kind of maybe i i don't know the specifics of the negotiating but i'm sure you know christian horner is probably not incorrect and so i think they kind mm-hmm. of shift the bet on that and being yeah. probably way too aggressive and asking for way too much it's like i mean from my perspective um they're kind of at the peak you mm-hmm. know maybe of their existence and mm-hmm. i hope they're around in the future but from my perspective is like you know, an EV driver and kind of seeing maybe where things are headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some shit to figure out if they hope to be relevant in the future. And right now I'd right. give them kind of 50, 50 odd at this yeah. point where they execute on that. And so I think it would have been smart, you know, to have kind of built the brand, help, in, you know, increase kind of penetration of the mm-hmm. brand and into kind of more mainstream yeah uh, areas as opposed to motorsports that are if you're a real enthusiast like mm-hmm. you and and i are you're you know about them you may pay attention to some of it 
but the vast mm-hmm. majority of people knowing how they even know what it is, knowing right. how they know what it is. Right. Um, it's interesting. So. I mean, this is an interesting one, man. Like Porsche really seemed like they're pretty far down the line with this. Like they had applied for pat or uh, not patents. Uh, they had applied for trademarks on like F1 related stuff. They are, they got out of formula E they're they're really well it's well known that they're uh spending a lot of money on um synthetic fuel which is where a lot right. of people think f1 is going to be going that that i forget f1 is i think already said that they're planning on switching to synthetic fuels within a few years and so you know all these things say okay yeah well, it just seems like a lot of really be committed yeah. um but yeah. then it also the Red Bull Association didn't quite make sense to me because Red Bull has put once Honda last year just said they were pulling out of F1. Uh, Red Bull then opened this whole Red Bull powertrain complex where the and they hired thou- like hundreds of engineers and basically are developing their own engines. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, how does Porsche fit in with Red Bull? They certainly, mm-hmm. in my mind, fit in F1. Like, yeah, they have this true not an f1 motorsports history but a really you know celebrated motorsports history. So that, yeah yeah so that all made GT. sense to me but it's like how does it fit with you know i figured they'd you know take over uh, a haas or maybe alpine wants to get out or you know i figured there'd be some sort of they'd take over one of those teams like what red yeah. bulls need them they're you know what I mean? <laughs> well Honestly, you know, and, and to be honest with you, you know, maybe going into this, uh, Porsche was like, maybe they were like, Red Bull's a good brand. Like we could see partnering with them. Right. Uh, hell, we could open a fizzy lifting drink station in all of our dealerships. And right, maybe yeah. they honestly just thought Red Bull was going to shit the bed with their powertrains. It um, could be. Which, I, which frankly, that's what I It's a possibility. At the beginning of the season, I was like, man, they're going to have on all sorts of awful reliability issues. This is going to be a mess. Yeah. And Porsche well, might have been in a much stronger negotiating position had that transpired. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, the rumor was, and I don't know names on this, but like the rumor was that when Honda decided they were going to get out of F1, that Red Bull hired a bunch of Honda's engineers mm-hmm. away. Um to kind of start up this Red Bull powertrains thing. So, you know, it, it was always kind of a weird marriage to me. And if, and if Porsche as, as uh Christian Horner kind of alluded to came in and basically said, we want control, yeah, we want the house, Z, you know, Horner basically said like, we wanted a relationship with them, but they need to understand like we're doing things the Red Bull way. And yeah. obviously, you know, Porsche is, not probably wanting to hear that. And then the other weird, the other kind of trick here is that in the next year or two, supposedly Porsche is going to be spun off from VW group and and have an IPO. Um, And then all of a sudden now you're a publicly traded company that's having to justify your involvement in a sport that costs you tens of millions of dollars a year. Um, Yeah. You know, which, you know, Porsche probably it's a drop in the bucket for them. I mean, they sell a lot of Cayennes, but still, um, <laughs> you, you, when you're having to answer to investors instead of just a, a company board, it's a different equation. Yeah. So kind of a yeah, weird I still that, yeah, exactly. I, situation. I, I, was, I was kind of surprised by that. I, I like you thought I'd kind of read for 
what feels like months, maybe even a year that that was just in the works. And that mm-hmm. it was just really a matter of time of ironing out some details and making some announcements. And then it was seemed like it went up in flames. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll circle, yeah. Maybe they'll circle back on it after some time once cooler heads prevail or something. But well, the I don't funny know, thing you is, know. this has been like Porsche's. So Porsche had like, I think they had one season in F1 back in like the sixties or seventies. They've kind of like, done this dance where they've almost gotten in and then they like back out and it's it's played <laughs> out over like decades they've been doing this so you know i i think for, for them it's you know they're so successful in their other forms of motorsport it's it's yeah. um maybe just I'm let sure it they want to go but it's you know i mean how, i guess the question is like yeah it would be exciting to see porsche and f1 but is that going to sell any more like 911? No, and that's the thing. You I know, mean, you can you can go buy a 911, right? Right, and you can drive that and kind of share in the GT Motorsports history and exactly. There's know, there's a lineage. Racing. You can you can say <clears throat> yeah, like can I go, go and see a GT3 Cup car, and that looks like my 911. You know, like there's a direct association. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Whereas like the the F1 thing, it's 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 almost like a Lamar thing, maybe like endurance, like, Oh, they're handling, we get, you know, we've got some whiz bang gadgets coming out of like downforce and handling Mm -hmm. that we can integrate into our like high end track cars, but it's, but it's not like you're buying the car, you know? No, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. If you want to say it's trickle down technology, that's fine. But I mean, they can make a lot of the same arguments for their world endurance championship stuff, you know? Uh, so so <laughs> yeah. it's a, a bit of a different i i feel like what they would have gotten out of f1 they're kind of already getting out of their other motorsports true. endeavors yeah, so that's true maybe they yeah there's a lot going on with loss. them right now you know that possible ipo which maybe in this market is not great timing for that mm-hmm. so they may, yeah they may hold off on that may want to wait on that i think would, would probably be quite wise but yeah there's just a lot going on with them right now so who knows mm-hmm um, so I did want to touch on, you know, you kind of alluded to the kind of what the way the market is, economy is. I had an interesting discussion with a buddy of ours. Um, so he has been considering, he has a, a Cayman, um, GTS four liter. It's a wonderful car, manual, uh, paint to sample is beautiful, uh, Albert blue color. And he was considering selling it and he was thinking about putting it up on bring a trailer and he kind of got cold feet on that because he was seeing quite a, I won't say quite a few. He was seeing some that were basically not selling because the reserve wasn't met at what mm-hmm. seemed like not completely unreasonable <clears throat> reserves, but it made me kind of wonder, you know, is this, you know, the question he asked me is like, is this the right time to try and sell a car? Particularly like, you know, in that specific situation, it's an enthusiast car, right? Like it's a very specific yeah. segment of the market. Yeah. But you know, I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on because I, I obviously gave him my opinion because he asked, but yeah, uh, I wanted to see kind of you. You're you're kind of on bring a trailer scrolling at night, like I am. <laughs> so I, I like I haven't yeah. I haven't followed two thousand twos. I'm assuming you follow them, but like kind of what's been your sense of where the market's going? I think it's going down. Um, you know, I feel like I, uh, there's like one 2002 in particular by this guy out on the East coast that he restored. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it, 
went on bring a trailer it got bid to maybe like 50 and then i saw him put it on the 2002 forums and he wanted like 60 so it wasn't too far off Mm -hmm. but then just recently he put it back up on bring a trailer and i think it got bid to like 38 or 40 and it and obviously it didn't meet reserve and that kind of crystallized to me a sense of the trajectory of the market at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's maybe the 2002 is almost on the far end of the spectrum of like, this is like the most useless car because it's, (laughs) uh, you know, like it's ancient. You can't get, can't always find parts for it. It's not safe to drive. Yeah. It's very Um, much like a uh, uh, luxury is maybe not the right word, but like it's, it's like a super it's very artisanal yeah 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 it's very <laughs> kind yeah, of used it's very specific <laughs> um whereas you know uh the 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 cayman has at least got you know safety features it offers blah 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 you know yeah, it's a modern it's a manual it's a modern it's got car. Apple CarPlay. yeah yeah so I, I think that like that trajectory is different for those cars a 2002 at this point in time and versus like that car where there's still quite a bit of like you know shortages it's Mm -hmm. the war in ukraine is obviously like really jumbled energy over there supply chains i mean it Mm -hmm. seems like an absolute effing mess i remember right just out of curiosity asking my sales guy that i've worked with up in the twin cities like hey you know what would like a 911 Weightless look right now for like a Carrera S or a GTS, and he's like, you know, probably two years, probably, oh, in the nine nine two dot two era. By the time we actually oh. get one, we he's like, we don't really get a ton of these allocations each year, anyways. Yeah, and there's yeah. eight people on the list right now, right? Um, so I think that at least for some cars, that limit the this limited supply kind of keeps the numbers up. I mean you know, talk about limited supply, like the GT3 or the GT3 RS for sure. Yeah. Um, But But they'll still send us advertisements for them. I know. It's so (laughs) irritating. (laughs) I I think, so I think what we're seeing right now is a recognition that inflation is potentially more intractable. um, Yeah. Like that just came out mm -hmm, recently. And what we, what we were hoping there are, things in the mix which still could put huge kerfluffles into things like i was just reading tonight about this possible freight train strike and oh, it's yeah, like oh my that. god this would be biden's working like, to like biden's working to try and like get the unions yeah. on board. like it could be a massive this would be the last this would be the last thing we need right now you know oh, yeah, like, like, i guess i guess this happened a long time ago and it, and it really made a mess and like right. things are already a mess so we we just seem to be like one step away from these kind of things more frequently than maybe we were in the past. And so I feel yeah. like there's the, the issue with cars that cost this much right now are even if you're a, I don't know, like a CIO or a CFO or something like, you know, shit's still tight and, mm-hmm. and you're seeing, you know, an erosion of your dollars. If you're, and so you may decide, like, I will borrow money to pay for a good chunk of this. Well, that's gotten more expensive. Right. And the people who 
are in retire who are retired and are not like necessarily maybe as as easily have the ability to supplement with if they're on a fixed additional can yeah if they're yeah. on like you know can't supplement they're looking at it and being like well the stock market's down 15 percent, and so i had whatever a couple million few million saved and now like a good a chunk of that's gone evaporated and it's like well probably shouldn't be buying ridiculous stuff like this and so right you know and and then you look at well i don't know what what equation what portion of all of this crypto played a role in but some people are definitely butthurt after that oh, experience yeah. for sure and so i think that euphoria that so many people were feeling coming off of the pandemic and you know stimulus checks and crypto bananas high flying mm-hmm. stock market cheap as hell money to borrow yeah that's all gone man it's just yeah. gone and so mm-hmm. right now you're really in kind of like a rarefied collection of people that 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 want to spend that kind of money or were patient mm-hmm. and waited it out there's just not that many of those people and right. so i think that's kind of where you're there's not an infinite supply which it certainly felt like in 2020 and 2021 it just felt like where the hell is all this money coming from it's like there's an infinite mm-hmm. supply of these people that are yeah. just buying crazy shit and it's right. just all right. of that has changed now and so i feel if you have to make a sale, it's not a terrible time to make a sale, but realize you're not going to get what you were going to get six months ago. Yeah. But if you're not going to sell now, you need to just plan to long hold mm-hmm. for, you need to have, what, what do they say? The diamond hands, you need to have diamond, diamond hands. Diamond hands, for, yeah. For, for Unbreakable, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're going to see it continue to go down in, in mm. effect, inverse relationship between interest rates frankly because yeah. those things are going to hurt purchasing power of people who are retired mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt people who want to you know spend money they don't have borrow money which is a lot yeah. of most of us frankly um I, I and, totally and so that's agree. kind of my that's kind of my thought on where things totally are at agree. right now um and, so and that's sh- kind of what i've said you know with like the 2002 i've like Mm-hmm. you know that ship has passed at You're this point there, there there will be another time where i'm sure is that a decade from now i don't know when it is but there's just going to be less of them in existence less in as nice shape less that have yeah. been kept up and it might be worth quite a bit more at that point i don't know and yeah. kind of similar um similar with the tycon you know it's a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit more modern of a car you know, um, but I but I feel like if if I had decided like I was really interested in selling that, that's probably something that I needed to have done in like the past six to twelve months. And now it just makes less sense for where right. the market's going. It mm-hmm. may make a little bit more sense in maybe two years or years, yeah. two and a half years. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I'll I'll kind of give you my my two cents on what I told Dave, but I I. You remind me of an anecdote that was kind of funny um, about the wait times on the Porsche. So I uh, <laughs> so there's one place in town that sells 93 octane, and mm-hmm. uh, and I so I went there uh, to gas up to go for a drive the other night, and I ran into a guy. It's like two. It's like one pump with two sides, right? Yeah. And so I'm pulling up, and what's there but a brand new black 992 911 4s looks beautiful sure. and it's a guy and his wife and 
so I waved them and he's, you know, he wants to talk to me about the RS and so we get to chat in a little bit. And I was like, oh man, that's a beautiful 992. He's like, yeah, he's like, um, he's like, I ordered this about a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh man, that's a heck of a wait time. He goes, well, he's like, did you hear about that ship that went down in the Atlantic? Oh God. I was like, no. He's like, yeah, my first he, one was on was, it. That's <laughs> yeah. So he, so, uh. He got he they had to, to build it again for him, which took another whatever. I think they served. I, I think he wow. was he had been waiting like six months for them to rebuild it. So wow. <laughs> it's just like I I felt so bad for him, but uh, it was like, well, man, it turned out great, and you know, it was, he was happy with yeah. it, obviously. But uh, it was just funny, like a local person here had had an issue with the, that freaking boat <laughs> that went down. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, wild man wild. but yeah so sorry that was a bit of a tangent but uh it just i got a kick out of it yeah. um but i yeah so what i told dave is actually very similar to what you said i said you know the pro so the cayman is at a price point you know if you're selling ferrari f40s this doesn't affect you like i don't think so, if you're I in the agree. realm of seven figure cars those people have the money to just buy and sell stuff all day it doesn't, doesn't yeah. But if you're buying an eighty to a hundred thousand dollar Porsche product, you know you're you're doing really well. But you're not yeah. immune to the market. And yeah. and the Cayman, like a used Cayman, and, and Dave's is fairly new, so it's it's still like pretty expensive. But mm-hmm. that's a car that people can potentially finance at least partially. And right. so, you know, if you want the wide, I told him, I said, if you want the widest group of people looking at it that are wanting to buy it, you want to include cash buyers and people that are going to have to finance part of it, uh, mm-hmm. if not all of it. And the people that are going to have to finance it are less likely to yeah. want to buy anything right now because money's not cheap anymore, like you said. So now you're kind of really leaning on like the people that are more cash buyers and now your pool's smaller, maybe That's less what, people yeah. can bid on it. And or, you know, and even the people that are maybe cash buyers for something like that, even they may not be immune to the market. Maybe they're a little bit nervous about their investments. And so they're not really wanting to spend money right now. So yeah. I, I told him I said, you know, my my feeling is the time to sell it would have been six months ago. Yeah. And the next best time to sell it is probably going to be after the first time that interest rates are cut. Because Probably. there's going to be a buildup of That's pent a good up emotional. Yeah, there's going to be people that want to buy stuff. They delay gratification. There's going to be this buildup of that within the psyche of people and car I, enthusiasts. I think so, yeah, and, and then as soon as that, <laughs> as soon as that first interest rate hits, if it's a reasonable interest rate cut, then there, the dam is going to break, and it's going to be like. Now's my time. I can finally so do maybe, this. I can finally maybe afford what it. you're saying is I should get on the wait list now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and in two years, you'll be able to, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I told him. I said, honestly, I would wait until the first interest rate cut and see what the market does. And, you know, because the yeah. this recession is going on, you know, the the job, not job numbers, but like the, some of the kind of key financial indices they were talking about in the New York times yesterday. And basically it's saying like this recession is, is still pretty bad despite what has been done, um, you know, on a federal level to kind of uh, 
get things going a bit. And yeah. so I think this is going to drag on a little bit. And I think so. We're, it's just, we're just in a weird, it's just an unusual well, situation. And, and the other thing is we're kind of at a market correction point. Like we were crazy for the last year. I, and I half. agree, man. And I so agree. I think a lot of those people that the sellers are setting reserves that would have been reasonable six months ago. That's what the I buyers think. are in a different now, headspace. I did read somewhere. I felt like on one of the 2002 sales or somewhere that is some of this, some of this is set by bring a trailer, right? I think um, the reserve and stuff. I swear someone was complaining about that. Basically saying like bring a trailer. I think, and I don't know if they were talking about bring a trailer themselves or the individuals like need to drop mm-hmm. these reserves because I that don't believe bring a trailer. On. I think bring a trailer potentially will suggest a reserve price, but I don't, I think you can set whatever reserve you want. If you want to, they may not accept your listing. Like if you, if you show up with your 2002, say, I want to sell this and our reserve is $250,000. They may be like, you're going to waste our time. So we're not putting that on the website. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think they have a right to refuse it if you're not a reasonable buyer or seller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think, um, I, I think I do, hand I hand do hand know so they suggest, know. I do know that they suggest you list it no reserve because yeah because they tend no reserve on average gets higher sales prices. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think people. I think it just draws more eyes. People get just excited yeah. when they see no reserve because everyone always yeah. is like, oh, maybe this one will go for two thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, because no one will bid on it. <laughs> and of course, that never happens. It's the opposite. I know. But, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, so that was kind of what I told Dave, and it's just like you know, this is a this is a market where if you can hold, it's probably best to hold. I was like, you know, if you need to free up money, fair enough, but like that's not the case with him. So it's like, yeah, you know, he, he's just got too many cars in the garage, and he wants to get he needs to get rid of one. Yeah. So, um, fair enough. So yeah, so it was it was an interesting, uh, it was kind of a fun conversation. Um, but it just made me think about like, I because I've watched the RS market and it's it's interesting how it even it is starting to soften a little bit. Like, I I saw a uh, a GT3 RS with like three thousand miles. It was non Wysock package, but really beautifully. It actually looked exactly like my car except non Wysock package, and it it sold for a price. Or it, it it had a reserve that would have been it would have easily sold for that. I think the reserve was like two sixty or something like that. And it would have easily sold for that six months ago, even as a non non WISAC package car. And mm-hmm. it it uh it didn't meet reserve and it, it kind of wasn't even close. I think it was like its bidding stopped at like two forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think like that's you know, that that's kind of where the market is. Like the, the yeah. sellers saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're not going to go as nuts and yeah, shit's tight. <laughs> yeah. Things are tightening up and, and whether it's, I think there were probably, especially in that realm of like the 50 to $80,000 enthusiast car. I think yeah. there were a lot of, a lot more crypto people than we knew that Maybe. made a quick killing and we're like, well, I basically got this money for free, so I'm going to go buy something fun. Yeah, I wonder. Like, yeah, yeah. What's the first yeah, thing to go. Just, um, you know, rising interest rates seem to kind of pound um, tech stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit more. They they seem to have been yeah. more on the fritz lately than 
some well, of the other industries. And so, so maybe that collection of people got, you know, a little bit more. scorched and well, decided, oh, you know, that one, a lot of it, these things. Well, I mean, those are the first things that go when a recession hits or when think times are a little tough. Like when I was, um, I learned that early on, like when I was working at the custard store that I worked at as in high school and college, mm-hmm. I remember when, uh, gosh, when was it? I think it was, mm, it was after September 11th. I think like, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, like there was a war kicking mm-hmm. off and thing, the economy kind of took a little bit of a downturn and the owner of the custard place was like really, ner- really like stressed out. And he, he told me, you know, he's like, Alex, True. there there are, he's like the first thing when the economy takes a dive, the first thing that goes is luxury items, things yeah. like your $5 Starbucks, your, you know, ice cream or custard in this case, like just the, ex- the, the stuff you don't need to get by day to day that goes out the window and then people are saving yeah. they're squirreling it away because they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe we're seeing like some of these sales, you know, cars like a 2002 cars, you know, like a, like a Cayman, you know, like something that was like a nice thing to have, but was not a daily driver or necessity. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. At those, all. those yeah. get put on the chopping block, you know? Yeah. I think so, so, man. Yeah, so it's an, it'll be interesting to see how things kind of evolve, like whether those. I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to take a while, though. I think. Well, there's a lot of people I, that probably bought high and do not want to sell low, and so no, they're exactly. still setting so, the crazy reserves. That's a long hold. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think this isn't this isn't going to fix itself in months. No, like, I think we're we're, we're on, on, on horizon of years at this point. Yeah, so uh, buckle yeah. up. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so the the only the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on quickly is today, um, you know, so there's typically embargoes yeah, on I've, new car reviews and stuff. Um, yeah. And the embargo lifted today on reviews for the GR Corolla. Yeah, um, and, I, and I, I was just like just getting crushed at work today. So I have not yeah. looked at any of these. So I'm very curious. So your they are work. pretty much across the board phenomenal like this is the car you have been waiting for like um <laughs> i mean there's there were plenty of like really funny hyperbolic um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> uh review titles and stuff but um like one of them uh the toyota gr corolla fulfills the hot hatch prophecy um <laughs> I, like I think that, yeah. uh the, the, the said Dropnik said it nails everything we love about a hot hatchback. Um, I think Kristen Lee at the drive had uh, hers was really hers was uh, gosh, I'm trying to find it. It was really funny, but anyways, it basically the the bottom line is uh, oh, <laughs> her Kristen Lee, which she's one of my favorite automotive riders, but she it said I've met God and it is the 2023 Toyota <laughs> GR Corolla. So it, it's. It's pretty That's great, awesome. but dude, I, it has made me. Oh, so, I, thought, right? I, I I kind of touched on it with my wife again. It's like I was kind of because I was just like reading all the reviews I could read on it, and yeah. uh, and she's like, she's like, "What are you reading about?" And I was jazz, and I was like, "Well, I was like the the embargo on the Corolla reviews came, uh, you know, ended, and yeah. she 
And she and the problem my, the, my the, uh my shop has pretty tall ceilings, so we could we could sneak fit. it maybe above <laughs> maybe like a triple lift. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Double stack. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Get a little, if we had like your two thousand two, the speedster and then a little Corolla on top, that would be ideal. I so the the problem is I don't have a good response. So my wife's question was why do you want a Corolla when you have your BMW? No, I, I get it. And I, I mean, don't it's have... Like a, it's well, hard it's to like, quantify. Like, the, the, we wear our cars like we wear clothing. Mm-hmm. And there's certain times and places that you wear certain clothing. Like, you don't wear a tuxedo if you're going to be doing yard work. You right. Know, yeah. Breaking leaves and cutting, you know, yeah. trees down and shit. And yeah. it's like you don't you don't take the nine eleven GT three RS to like the you know the food drive. You're right. just an asshole for that. You're just and an so asshole. you you have like you have diff- it's like putting on different outfits for different occasions, right? And yeah. um, I like that. I like being able to kind of tailor like you know here's what we're doing today. Let's take mm-hmm. the truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's having. I don't You're, want, I don't want, you know, and so like that car yeah. is a great sleeper, you know? Yeah, it's, what's the use case? Like you, you tell someone, they ask you what kind of car you have. You say, I have a Corolla. Like they have no idea. They have no idea. And it's like, it's two and a half inches wider than a stock Corolla. It looks yeah. awesome. It sounds crazy. Yeah, see, this is, see, and this is when, you know, you're at work. And mm-hmm. there's, there's always some, you know, jaded individual who really wishes they had your car, but they just, mm-hmm. you know, they're whatever. They don't have the balls to go for it. Yeah. And they're like, well, I know what you drive. And you're like, you mean a Corolla? Yeah. What? No, gonna... I know you drive a 911. No, I drive yeah. a Corolla. I don't, you're confusing I... me for someone else. The thing I love. Okay. I mean, it's an all, it's a 300 horsepower all wheel drive hatchback. Like it's, I, I told I told my wife I said it's the perfect Minnesota daily driver. Like, <laughs> it's true. It would be fun to drive year round because because it'll be a uh, I guarantee you it'll be a blast in the snow. Um, and and at the end of the day, it's a Corolla. I can maintain it. Locally. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be super. It's presumably gonna be half super a million wide. miles on that thing. <laughs> yeah. It. You know. I mean. There's to me. There's be, nothing not to love about it. The only the the biggest. But at the end of the day, like I get her argument. Like I love the BMW. It's been a wonderful car for me for seven years. Um, it's a great daily driver. But this is like this is one of the few manual cars coming yeah. to market that I'm excited I about. Know. I could use. I mean, name name other manual all wheel drive cars. Like that's kind of my requirements for Minnesota. If I want to yeah. have a daily driver, and there's just hardly any. There's not. Yeah, there's not many. Well, I mean, the you know, and the BMW is getting up in the years. I mean, most people, what do you take things out maybe like 10 years or something and consider mm-hmm. that like a mission accomplished kind of scenario? Yeah, um, yeah. And so some considerations are, you know, you get one, maybe you get one used, mm-hmm. um, you know, be just, just because, you know, in typical American fashion, there will be shinier, newer objects. Right to distract people with, and so then they'll right. they'll eat the ADM, and then they'll sell it at maybe a market value a couple of years, right? You know, but before 
before enough time has passed for people to realize like, Oh God, those are really like sweet cars. Like, and yeah. all of a sudden the value starts climbing again on them. Well, th- so that's my, so that's my question for you. So that, so there's two things. One, I don't know what the ADM is going to be, but if it's anything like what the Honda dealers did with the type R, the civic type R, it's going to be heinous. Which I, I I would not be willing to pay. Like I'm not going to pay over MSRP for no. For I'm sorry. The trick is, you know, are these going to come out and then never drop? You know, because we are at that inflection point of the internal combustion engine. Like, presumably, yeah. the next Corolla is going to be either a well, either a hybrid many, or a pure EV. Right. How, how many do you think they're bringing over? So they're they well they've announced so there's three tiers so there's a base there's a base one that get the numbers so I think that the base one they're bringing over like five thousand they're all okay. actually fairly limited the base okay. one they're bringing over like five thousand there's a circuit pack edition which has like a carbon fiber hood and uh, uh, like a a bonnet with these cool like vents on it looks great. That one they're bringing over like fifteen hundred a year, and then the Marizo edition, which is like basically the RS trim, I guess you could say of of this car, where it's like they take out the back seats, yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. like a strut bar and all that. So, anyways, different wheels, et cetera, et cetera. That's they're bringing over like two hundred. So you know, even even the core edition is okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so the Circuit Edition, 1,500 units, Marizo Edition, 200. But I, I also read somewhere that the base edition was going to be, like, I think 5,000 the first year. Now, that's the first okay. year. I don't know if they're going to ramp up production. Um, but this is yeah. a fairly unique enthusiast car. Like, you know, they didn't make a ton of STIs in any game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, my gut tells me they will. They will go down, just maybe not as much as you would you know, typically expect a Corolla to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, kind of like a Audi RS3 or a BMW M3 or an M4, even though they probably yeah. bring more of those over to market, maybe, maybe yeah. than these. I just think like they're going to go down. It's not a 911, like some kind of GT3 mm-hmm. or something where it's like super limited production or something. And, right. <clears throat> um, so my guess is there's like a window where it will drop, um, mm-hmm. probably not like a crazy amount. Um, it's the window is going to be when you've forgotten about it and you're thinking about other oh, yeah. things and, and distracted by other stuff or whatever. Like you may have been mm-hmm. forced to make a move mm-hmm. on the three series and it just wasn't like, that's the window. It's because when yeah. you forgot about it collectively, a lot of people have. Yeah, and, and now would be the window to buy one, and then five, seven, ten years out, they'll probably start kind of creeping up in value. Mm-hmm. There just won't be that many of them yeah. around, and think, people will kind of recognize what it was. Well, and the real um, trick to a car like this—it's the same trick I had trying to find an STI—is when you get a more than a couple years out with a car like this, it's hard to find one that's unmolested that hasn't been modified no, or tuned and. That, and that is, I mean, and that's like, I always, I always try to convince my wife, like, no, no, this is the last one. I'll, this, I'll keep this one forever. And then I don't. And <laughs> yeah, so she yeah, knows, yeah. she knows I'm full of it. 
but yeah. you could if I mean if you were honest with yourself and kind of knew that that might actually play out and i think for you there's an honest to god chance it might seeing yeah. what you did with the three series because you mm-hmm. you have held that car you know while i've purchased probably five or six in between right. <laughs> yeah 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 amount of time well so i think you you could pull that off well and and, 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 and we come back to that it's a corolla like if you want to drive it two hundred thousand miles you could and quite you honestly there, we're gonna be where we live, decades for that thing <laughs> i mean my bmw is seven years old and it has 50 some thousand miles on it and 20,000 of those i put on in one year um yeah you know so like if you look at like what i drive in it you know yeah 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 super low it's like maybe five thousand years so like what what are they if you maintain it well crap you told me this a long time ago what do they want for these things um the so the core okay so the core trim is is 36.995 the um the circuit trim, I think, is like four or five grand more than that. And then the Marizo edition, which is the super limited one, like 200 units, is like 50 grand, which I wouldn't need that. I quite honestly no. wouldn't want it. I would want, if I could actually get it, I would want the circuit edition because I would want the forged wheels, the carbon fiber mm-hmm. roof, the the really like rad looking hood. That's yeah. to me. But the nice thing is the core edition, like one of the big things on this is it has like a uh a limited slip differential which is awesome because you can like you can change the um torque split to like be 50 50 front rear 30 70 front rear etc and that you can get even if you get the core edition you can get that as like a relatively cheap uh it's called like the performance package or whatever you know it's like an Mm add-on um so like you can still you know, out the door with the options I would want, this would probably be like a $40,000 car brand new. Yeah. And that seems like insanely reasonable. And so, you know, new car prices are, I think so. You could, um, you could call up the dealership, local dealership and just say, put me on the list. Yeah. Well, I I am, I am on, I am on the list, uh, for a really big Toyota dealership up in the twin cities. Um, yeah, and then just see what they say, you know, if they're like, you know, maybe things are even tighter six months from now, and they're like, mm-hmm. people are not wanting to spend 10000 over on ADM, and they're like, we'll sell it to you for MSRP. Yeah. And you're like, well, shit, that's kind of a good deal. I'll take it, you know? Mm-hmm. But if yeah. they come back at you like, oh, you know, we'd like $15,000 over for that, and be like, all right, not for a Corolla, not guys. Sorry, you're not selling 911. Yeah, I mean, the, we're just where it gets crazy is when you have a dealer that's selling a car that is 40 grand and then they tack 15 yeah. onto it. It's like, I mean, we're talking, you know, you're getting into pretty high percentage markups, you know, um, that, but, and that's what really sunk the type R for a long time. And those are just now getting down to like MSRP. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, I am, it is extremely heartening to me that, Toyota made this. They brought it to the US after the success of the GRRS and the fact that it sounds like it's not that they didn't miss. You know, like this is yeah. what we were hoping it would be. Um, now I'm yeah, just like good for them. Now I'm 
it's got me even more excited about it. So, uh, so, so which I don't know. That's a good or bad thing, depending on you know, yeah. depending on your perspective, I guess. But yeah. maybe I, you know, I just love that just, there are more of these out in the world. Just you put know. a cover over it in the garage. No one will notice. Yeah, yeah. just put a cover over it that just says Corolla on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so awesome. I don't know. There's probably more you know, discussions it's, it's to be funny had. If, if you hadn't told. If, if you hadn't told your wife like what it is and anything about it and you just mm-hmm. said you know i want to try to do something very responsible and adult like i'm going to mm-hmm. sell my bmw and buy a corolla yeah yeah she, she'd have been like flip it in under the he's, radar. <laughs> he's really turned a corner here <laughs> <laughs> he's not the lunatic i thought he was <laughs> oh, and, man. and then you'd go out for a drive and she'd be like wait like, what, what in this? the hell <laughs> <laughs> that's like corolla sound <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an angry nest of hornets what happened <laughs> yeah 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 what did you do to this oh. Oh man! Well, I, I'm sure there'll be. I'll have more updates to come. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. think that'll be it for this week. Um, uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, again, sorry we were off for a little while, but gives a chance to kind of save up some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, not the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, we'll be back. In a, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm sure there'll be more in, interesting uh, stuff to come up. I, actually, I know there is because the. Uh, Ford just announced the new Mustang, the new yeah, seventh generation Mustang. I haven't haven't so, read anything yet, but I'm uh, looking forward to perusing but, that. Yeah, so we're gonna have a lot of news in the coming days, and then you know, obviously the the base model is not super interesting personally to yeah. me, but the, whatever variants they come out with, you know, I mean, the last generation like the the GT three fifty R and and the GT five hundred were, you know, from by all accounts fairly high watermarks for Mustangs, mm-hmm. so. It'll be interesting to see kind of what comes with that. Um, yeah. Uh, so we will be back and probably talk about that and some other things. Um, but until then, be sure to check us out on iTunes, uh, rate us, uh, leave reviews. All those things are super helpful. Subscribe to us. Um, and until then, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.